Got a little jungle gym action today. American Ninja Warrior Champion Drew Knapp, who built a American Ninja Warrior gym in De Pere. Uh, we had a fun conversation about performance and American Ninja Warrior and health. And I hope you enjoy. This is Drew Five, Knapp. Four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? <laughs> Again, hey. what's up? Uh, we had a technical difficulty. I hope uh, if anybody was with us, they, they remain with us. But um, it happens. And we're figuring it out. We're here with Drew Knopp, uh, an American Ninja Warrior, a gym owner and operator. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and he's got a question of the day for you. <laughs> I do. All right, guys. So I play Pokemon Go, and I'm wondering how many of you guys out there in Northeast Wisconsin are playing Pokemon Go. And if you are, are you pumped up for the next community day uh, coming up here in November? And uh, where we left off is we were talking about what a community day is, yeah. which is essentially when a rare Pokemon is more frequent. And um, I'll, I'll ask a different question this time yeah. uh, that popped in my head. That was, have you noticed on community days big engagement in this region? Um, yeah, actually. So, I mean, in Green Bay, there you where I'm living at. I mm -hmm. actually live in De Pere, But there's a couple different areas where, you know, people tend to go. Um, in the past, like when it gets colder, we've gone to Lambeau, the stadium, walk around. And and on community days, you typically see a lot of other community day players. Um, when it was nice out, we would go to St. Norbert College because mm -hmm. there's just a ton of Pokestops there, essentially. Mm -hmm. So there'd be a ton of people just walking the campus with us. We'd have our little, like, little groups. And, you know, on days like that where there's a ton of people out, it's a really good opportunity to do these raid battles, which you need a bigger group to take down some of these Pokemon. So not mm -hmm. only are you catching, you know, these community day rare Pokemon, but you're taking down raids, and it's fun. Just that is cool. Yeah, I mean, the idea is, like, let's engage people with essentially, like, uh, what do you call it, AR, right? Yeah. Uh, augmented yeah. reality. Yeah. So it's cool that people are sticking with it because it was obviously so huge for, like, a month. Yeah. And then, like, everybody. Everybody. And then it just kind of was, like... There's a little bit. Yeah. But I started, so I was huge that first month into it. Mm -hmm. And it fizzled. And then I probably took like two, two, three years. I don't know, two years off maybe. So last, not this past September, but about a year and a month ago, that's when I picked it up again and just been playing steady ever since. <laughs> nice. It's cool that the community's still there though and you yeah. can meet people that way and I think battle collective battles. Yeah. Like. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff to it now. And I just, I think the yeah. game producers are really throwing out a lot of stuff that are, that are keeping people involved and keeping mm -hmm. people engaged which is awesome and yeah keeping it new and fresh leave it to pokemon to uh, yeah. innovate <laughs> with a brand forward <laughs> idea yeah. um so what i was gonna say the the last thing i was gonna say yeah. before our audio wasn't working <laughs> is uh we were talking about how we both played a lot of pokemon as kids yes <laughs> and it took me probably four it took me, I think, putting away the game and like <laughs> growing up a little bit and then, and then coming back to it, like when I was maybe <laughs> 12 or 13, just yeah. for like, just to see if it was still fun yeah. to actually see 
a shiny Pokemon besides the Gyarados that's like always shiny. That's crazy. Yeah, I like literally I didn't know that there was other ones. Yeah, I just thought it was that Gyarados. I just know like the rate, like catching shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go is relatively easy compared to the game. Compared to the game, I know like in those games it's like very very rare to find those i i mean i've played a lot of pokemon games and i have yet to see a shiny pokemon besides red gyarados oh okay so game. you haven't i haven't no. okay so yeah it is so that's pretty crazy like when yeah. i and it was like a it was like a bollywag or something nice yeah i was just like what yeah. that's <laughs> but awesome anyway it was on like a super rod or something yeah. right by where you <laughs> you know like where the gyarados lake is uh-huh, yep. <laughs> you go south like into the town and like yeah. the next town over before you go to that cave yep. where there's a bunch of jinx and stuff yep. it was like in one of those ponds gotcha. so if you're ever looking for maybe that's the spot oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> so okay no okay we're that's okay um so i kind of wanted to start with um the show because i feel like yeah people have a lot of questions about how that works yeah. it seems like quite the process um it's in, an operation for sure yeah <laughs> uh one of the videos i watched in just like um seeing the stuff on you out there one of them was like seventy-seven thousand applications or yeah. something like that for the show that's typically the norm yeah I, mean, I don't know is that what they said it was for like last year for applications do you know? I think so. You guys yeah. were about typically to. like seventy to eighty thousand is pretty normal. I know when yeah. I first applied, it was right around fifty thousand. So it's I mean it's gotten bigger. Wow. But I mean that's a lot of people. Yeah. To be you know competing for a spot. I mean so there's think of this seventy seven thousand people apply, they narrow that down six hundred spots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you narrow it down to six hundred people. Yeah. It's a hundred people per region. And, and then everybody in the PAC right now gets. Yeah. <laughs> it's busy. It's kind of how like, Hamilton was, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. So my question though is, why do they do it at night just to make it harder on you guys? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, that's what it feels like. But yeah. uh, it really is from a production standpoint. They want to really be able to control the lighting. Mm. And they have just, they're able to have better, you know, camera shots, I guess, from the lighting. <laughs> that's so, so that's the reason behind it. <laughs> yeah. So we're up till, you know, two, four, sometimes six in the morning competing. Just, you do know, you have to like pre adjust leading up? Like some some athletes just, do. It's almost like working nights. Like a couple weeks beforehand, if you can do it, most people can't get away with that because, you know, we have jobs. Like, right. <laughs> some ninjas can. Well, they'll like reverse their sleep schedule. So they're right. sleeping during the day and just to prepare for that. I mean, if you can pull it off, it's helpful. But, I mean, really, you're just competing for two days, at least for the first part of it. So you're, you're competing for the city qualifier which is the first night. If you do well at city qualifier, then you move on to the next night, which is city finals. So, you know, it's two days at a time. So if you can just kind of push through it and make it happen. So when they narrow it down to 600, then they're sending you through a bunch of qualifiers. Through a couple, like a system. So basically, you know, they narrow it down to 600. It's 100 per region. So like Dalton and I were one of the 100 that were out in the Midwest. you know, yeah, in the Midwest region. So that's changed every year. My first season, I was in Indianapolis. Next season, we were in Denver. And then the last season, Dalton and I competed together. We were in Minneapolis. So, nice. Yeah. Um, for the actual show or the qualifier? So in the qualifier, it is actually like the first episodes of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they it's don't like, do like preliminary stuff before the show. Gotcha. Like they narrow it down. And, and these are the people it. hitting the course right away. Right. Yeah. Dang. What like, um, I feel like, 
from what I understand about life and just looking at it from yeah. the outside, it seems like it's almost all mental. It seems like a <laughs> lot of mental. It's so mental. Yeah. I mean, it it's helps. Selling. You want to have athletes that, you know, know what they're doing on the course. They have comfortable body control. Mm-hmm. They, the show is, you know, they want to showcase skills and athletes, but they also want to showcase stories. So you get some athletes coming in that are newer to the sport or not as well versed and you can see it on the course. And then you also have, you know, the athletes that have been doing it for a while and you know, they can really, you know, put a show on this course, but either one, whether you're a skilled athlete or, you know, a newer one coming into it, your mental game has to be strong because mm-hmm. mistakes are so easy to make on these courses. Right. How do you like deal with that? <laughs> um, it's, it's hard. So when we're training, like throughout the year, we're just training all sorts of obstacles just to make sure we're ready for anything. We'll even like create our own because you never know what they're going to throw at us, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing too is, this is pretty normal for most ninja athletes, myself especially, I get really nervous. Mm-hmm. It's gotten a little bit better year after year, but those nerves never ever go like completely away. So like mm-hmm. the days leading up to competing, so you know, like four, three days before, I'm just like, I'm feeling it in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I can't eat normally. My stomach shrinks down to like this puny size and it just sucks because I want to eat all this food and I can't, especially right. after competing. Like when I yeah. want to just stuff my face, I get full like after a half a hamburger and it's like, because oh. of that, like yeah. anxiety built yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. And it's just another feeling. You, yeah. Your body just gets all on this like weird funk from the anxiety and just being so nervous. And yeah. And so my brother and I, we really <laughs> struggle with that aspect, but mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things you get to the course and then you can kind of start getting comfortable a little bit. You mm-hmm. can start preparing mentally for your run huge do you do visualization yeah and that's the biggest thing like if you want to be successful in these courses some athletes you know they can wing it it's risky but you know if you trust your training you can go out there and a lot of times it works sometimes it doesn't but if you really want to take it seriously you're going to do the mental mental preparation mm-hmm. to get in the zone you're going to run through that once you know the obstacles you're going to run through that course in your head and you're going to hit that buzzer as many times as you can before you hit the course in right. real life right that's cool i just started uh trying to implement that into my regular life just like um trying to build it into my morning routine okay five minutes a day just to like get it rolling but um have you ever heard of psycho cybernetics no i haven't so it's kind of just it's it's i don't it's like a train a school of thought i guess you'd call it okay um, and it's like a doctor in the fifties came up with it. And basically it's, it's all about your like self image. Interesting. And it's like how your, um, basically how your, uh, they call it some kind of network in like the base of your mind essentially assesses like where you see yourself in the world. And it feeds that it, it feeds that to, um, your brain. Like okay. it, it's basically the gatekeeper from like your your subconscious yeah. to like your brain. It's sounding like pretty familiar. It's they didn't talk about the same thing, but I was listening to a podcast recently. But it's kind of like how you kind of like see yourself in the world. Yeah, and like your actions, even though you don't actually see yourself, your body right. is keeping track of like how yeah you're acting. Have you ever so have you heard of Jordan Peterson? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he's not like. I don't think he'd cross your radar, but um, he wrote a book called 12 Rules to Life, and it's basically about people who don't have, like, a strong foundation. Like, um, I would say we probably both have good family foundations. We probably didn't have to 
probably didn't have to overcome as much in terms mm-hmm. of um, in terms of no direction. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of people are born into the world with no direction, but um, anyway, his whole thing is just about uh, how like a lot of animals when they're an alpha male after they like after they lose a fight they literally just die because like their self image shrinks to like nothing. Gotcha. And like their their brain yeah. or like the and it's the basics of the brain. It's not like the stuff we have. It's like the stem, like yeah. the basic stuff. Just like um, stops allowing the other stuff to work properly. Gotcha. And then that's when like your your posture shrinks and yeah. like, you don't produce <laughs> you get, as you much get small. serotonin right? and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, I mean, you kind of see that with, I mean, in professional sports, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like someone falls from the top or something yeah. and they just can't like get it back together. Or like, you know, you're done with the game. Like, what do you do? Like, that's big too yeah Yeah, because their self-image is like i am the best football player when football's over they don't have a game to play anymore um definitely so um moral so my next question i guess is did you have coaching on that mental stuff or like did you have to just like come to all these things like through your own yeah no i've had a lot of different i wouldn't say like specific coaching on that but just every all my training and all my interactions kind of like leading up to that point so i was a competitive gymnast growing up and would you consider that your sorry this is like yeah. touch on another question would you consider that your base um sport or skill that was definitely my base oh. sport um it's kind of one of those things where growing up my brothers and i even before we were in gymnastics we were just monkeys we we're just you know climbing on everything and right. my dad had a certain respect for gymnastics like he yeah, at, at his school in high school he would like play around in the gymnastics equipment he was like friends with the gym teacher so he just let him in and like come in and train so mm-hmm. he never did it like competitively right but you know he knew about it and he was you know versed enough in these skills where he knew it would be beneficial for us mm-hmm. so that was really cool to have that you know be pushed in that direction a little bit because that's mm-hmm. definitely something we needed so gymnastics was a huge part of my life and I mean, and that really just set me up super well for Ninja Warrior. I mean, I could throw back to um, my coaches growing up and all that they did for us. And then even so, I went to school at UW-Lacrosse, and then I also helped coach the women's gymnastics team there. And working with those coaches and really, like, understanding, you know, you know, deeper into like all this preparation they even had like a sports psychologist come in and talk about you know all these like so i learned a lot along the way exposed to that yeah just being exposed to a lot of different things even other athletes too like once you know i got onto the ninja warrior scene like talking to some of the athletes that have been doing it for a while just talking about you know their preparation what they do i remember uh jake murray um i talked about him earlier before we started this but you know he's one of the first ninja friends that i made and this wasn't even when we were on the show, but it was my first competition ever. And there's a lot of big names. There's Jake Murray, Joe Moravsky, Jeff Britton at this competition in Minnesota. So that was my first ever competition. I placed top seven, like nice. alongside these guys. But Jake was, you know, one of the guys that just kind of connected with right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how he, you know, approached stuff mentally and what he was learning, you know, kind of just fed that on to my brother and I, which is really cool. That's awesome. The The reason I, I was so curious too is because yeah. it seems, well, you took a leadership role. You started Warrior Jungle. Yeah. And like, to me that says, um, it's a good step. It's like, okay, he's he's taking things super seriously, whether, yeah. wh- whether how consciously you're like, I'm going to make the best gym or if you're just like, I just want to give back, whatever, it doesn't matter. 
Um, so I, I guess I'm just curious because some people are privileged or, or I guess some people are probably, I'm guessing there's uh, contestants where they're almost pushed into it, where they're like almost trained to do something like this from a young age. Yeah. Where like they're almost, there's probably some that are like well to do and they have like, like a team behind them almost. I'm, I mean, I we'll guess. probably start seeing that here in the future just because now kids are training at a young age for Ninja Warrior specifically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's like, it's pretty intense with these kids. Yeah. Now, which is pretty crazy to see. But I mean, as far as like Ninja Warrior will sometimes like push or just reach out to certain athletes. Like sometimes they'll try to like recruit some upper level rock climbers to mm. compete on the show too, alongside with these like normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know. Like I said, I think in the future here we'll start seeing. Okay, some so of it's developing. It's developing. I was yeah. kind of wondering where it was at, and it's like, because yeah. it's it's becoming a community. It, and, yeah, and that's something I want to talk about too. Um, and that was like, I'm gonna go a little off topic yeah, here, but that's fine. My vision, kind of for starting the gym, was really just community based. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy Ninja Warrior, and I enjoy training it, but being able to enjoy it with other people and kind of experience that combined passion with people is something that is like super important to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to, I want to be able to experience that. And I want other people to be able to experience that as well. So just to have that group, that community mentality, that's always been something that's really important to me, even growing up. Like I feel like for the most part, if something wasn't out there or like provided, I would go and try to create it. Mm-hmm. So for an example, mm-hmm. um, you know, just starting the backyard course, at mm-hmm. home or even when I went to lacrosse I actually started up a gymnastics club so they had a women's gymnastics team but they didn't have nice. a gymnastics club for people that wanted to continue doing it so I started that up um, just getting really involved with like rock climbing and all these other things just kind of like pushing it and creating so it almost just seemed like the gym was like a natural step yeah, yeah. was there anything before the course that w- <laughs> like were, you, were well, you ever just like making stuff like um, what was yeah actually so from? i gotta give a big shout out to my parents and my dad especially but he built this really cool like play set for us when we were kids and growing up so we would just i mean we spent so much time out there mm-hmm. creating our own courses like yep. really solid like monkey bars they weren't easy you know yeah like, a little bit bigger gaps and just a lot of different stuff to be hanging on swinging on and we would just like climb the crap out of this yeah. thing and i mean we would you know be on top of like you know where the swings are hanging from we were like take advantage of everything Mm -hmm. and i'm sure we did some crazy stuff when my mom wasn't watching yeah (laughs) no that's cool though because like um i i don't know if i've ever seen it this way before but it's you know how they talk about multiple intelligences there's like some people are like athletic geniuses like they can do things they can you know use their body to do things that most people can't and then they say like there's just like iq you know intelligence and there's eq there's uh understanding people um but i feel like what you were doing was like flexing your creativity by making runs you're like what if we gap that to that you know what i mean and that becomes like um oh there's there's no there's no club for people who don't want to be in the on the actual team it's like let's do it you yeah. know and it, it, yeah and i have it's to i have to credit that too especially to my parents and like how we were raised like 
granted like my brothers and i like we we had like an awesome childhood just like Mm -hmm. where we grew up what we had at our like disposal but we even like kids that were in similar situations like we you'd see a lot of like our friends or kids that where they would just like be bored and that Mm -hmm. was never something like we weren't allowed to be bored like we always like we just if we didn't have something to do we'd create something to do like there's always something to be doing that's nice that's like Mm -hmm. that's and it's just a mentality yeah it's just like a conditioning um because that just becomes like your baseline it's like oh let's do something else and like that's yeah that's awesome um feeds back into why we started venture wisconsin was college literally college it was netflix and drinking in my in my house and i'm about to go drink with them from a bachelor party tomorrow so i'm not (laughs) dissing them uh if you guys are watching see you tomorrow but uh (laughs) but for real i was like there's so much to do here and we're here in oshkosh and we don't know about any of it so but um but yeah i think uh i think it really feels like you're approaching this like leadership role um and you do in like everything you do like you have your small team of the people you know dalton uh his girlfriend megan yeah and um and even my younger brother and then andrew who's been like we've got a solid crew exactly but like you're heading that up yeah um and so I guess that's why I was wondering about your coaching because it seems like you're just like stepping into these things naturally, which is really cool. Um, have you noticed that running Warrior Jungle has impacted how you approach the sport? Definitely. Um, just from like the basic aspect of having all of this equipment to constantly train on has been just an incredible step up from what I was doing before. So that just puts us at another level and then just having an understanding and always being you know i spend a lot of time in the gym right i basically live there that's what i tell people but right um just spending that much time around obstacles and just like i'm always each week i'm coming up with you know me and my other coaches my coaches and i um we're coming up with different obstacles for the kids to be working on in class or i'm figuring out you know what obstacle i want to set up this week or what should we kind of ease into next month so we're constantly changing the gym around Mm -hmm. adding new stuff and it's just it's a process where you're always thinking about like you know you're staying on top of these obstacles which is great for the show i mean just always like i mentioned earlier just being prepared for anything Mm -hmm. and if you can really tap like your creative side into you know like the gym setup and the course setup and all these different obstacles and you're constantly like changing improving and tweaking like you're just setting yourself up to you know to be in a good position yeah Yeah. so now that (laughs) so now that these kids are taking it so seriously and i'm sure their parents are as well um you imagine that the sport's probably gonna get a little crazy i uh yeah i mean so there's the show right the show is like the top level that's what people know about ninja warrior and then there's a bunch of sub levels so there's like i would say off the top of my head like five other leagues out there Mm -hmm. besides the show that are aiming to turn into sport yeah it's like anything it's like you have the the peak and like this foundation sprawls out college football xfl you know canadian football whatever i mean there's but you know nfl is like right college football i guess whatever one people like the most but you know that's like the top right yeah and for ninja warrior that's the show Mm -hmm. um but i 
I'm really excited about a new competition series, and we're actually Warrior Jungle is going to be a part of it as like an actual host for this competition nice. coming up in November. So I'm really excited about that. And I had a chance to compete at the very first qualifier back in September, which was held down in Chicago. But it's called the UNX, and this competition series is you know entirely merit skill based. Whereas the show, you know, it's a little bit it's skill and a little bit of story, you know. But they focus a lot on the story on the show. Whereas right. this is strictly like skill based, but they're turning it into you know like a production piece though too. So like they've teamed up with um, people that work with like the streaming of like the X Games and like mm. Red Bull. So they have like nice. those guys on their team. They're putting out like weekly episodes of these qualifiers and competitions, yeah. and they're you know really like stepping it up. So I really the future of the sport Ninja Warrior is in good hands if the show ever if it takes out yeah fizzles out that's yeah. cool oh if the mate right so interestingly enough it's almost like uh it's almost like the <laughs> the iphone and like the show could eventually be the macintosh of the 80s or something yeah. depending on how far it goes as like a yeah. community yeah. um or an idea because it's almost like you need the stories in the show to get people hooked yes on the narrative and like to build the brand, yeah. I guess. Um, like even I don't. To me, even like the like the Great Depression and stuff, I feel like is like a part of like the NFL story, almost like you know yeah. making it through like banding together, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Grind. once the money came back in after the Great Depression, like like it was you know they made it through, and they're just now they're a multi-billion-dollar thing, yeah. but. Um, it's cool that it's developing and it's cool that it's developing based on merit. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of in the middle of it and then everything's happening so freaking fast cause the internet yeah. these days anyway. So crazy how fast things launch. Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, you're, you live in the gym. You're saying you do two, three, like when you train hard and you do two, three hour yeah. courses and stuff when you're really training hard, um, just like today as I was thinking about like how the show is going to go I was kind of like it's crazy to have the opportunity for anyone in uh, athletics to essentially work by like just constantly like you're sharpening your physical your your body is like the the work yeah and uh, I was just curious as to when you're in those three hour workouts even though it's obviously difficult Cult. Mm -hmm. is is there almost like a comfort when you're in it because you know like you're doing the thing you need to do and i'll give you an example yeah so for me like my work like i do a lot of connecting talking um networking yeah. and then like the real work that happens is like well and then you have your back end stuff that you don't necessarily love to do which is like you're you're actually just putting the posts out and all that. Yeah. But my actual work where I feel like, Oh, I'm doing something that is adding like a shit ton of value is when I'm hitting the editing. So like when I'm sitting with gotcha. a project for three hours, yeah. I'm in that weird comfort of like, like I'm getting, I'm getting something done and like this could be big. You yeah. know what I mean? Do you feel that like when you're in those workouts or is it just like, um, yeah. And it's, I feel like maybe I feel it in like a different sense. But that's definitely something you know I can appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I feel maybe during the breaks of the workout. Yeah, that's when you're feeling it. Just like, like understanding or just I love 
pushing myself mm-hmm. to the limit. And that's something my brothers and I picked up from gymnastics. I wasn't like a super great gymnast. Neither were my brothers. We were like incredibly talented as far as gymnastics goes. But we always were, we wanted to be the hardest workers in the gym. Mm-hmm. So like for conditioning, like the gym I grew up in, we did a ridiculous amount of conditioning. Like we'd warm up and our warm up would be stretching, a little bit of stretching, mostly conditioning. And then we'd have another 45 minutes of conditioning, mm-hmm. go to our events, however many events we do during that practice, that three and a half, four hour practice. Mm-hmm. And then we do some more conditioning at the end. So it's just one of those things where we did so much of it, but you know, I would say, you know, my brothers are my best friends, but they're also my biggest competitors. So we were constantly pushing, pushing each other, <laughs> yeah. constantly pushing each other. And, uh, the opposite of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, but, uh, yeah, and it was just one of those things where I always felt like the most in the zone when I was like laying everything out there mm-hmm. and giving it my all whether it was right. on a course or you know these conditioning sets like i wanted to be pushing myself i wanted to you know be the best mm-hmm. essentially and that just transferred over to ninja warrior so when we're doing these courses like i'm just i don't it's very hard for me to go out there and when especially when, when i'm training specifically and mm-hmm. not hit a course like 100 percent. now one drawback for me is a lot of times I'll go to these competitions, not necessarily on the show, but these, you know, these other leagues, yep. and I'll play it safe mm-hmm. on these courses. And I, my brother is constantly reminding me that I don't need to do that because mm-hmm. when I play it safe, you know, I'm taking maybe a little bit of a break in between an obstacle or I'm just typically one thing that I'm really good at on these courses is efficiency through the obstacles. So typically, as far as obstacles go, I'm going to be one of the fastest person to through an obstacle mm. but sometimes i like i'll take unnecessary breaks after the obstacle even though i don't need to with all the training that i do and how i push myself to these courses there's no reason for me to take like these mm-hmm. little breaks and that time adds up like because i yeah. can be you know moving efficiently through a course and think it's super fast but with all those little like you know five seven second breaks in there by the end of the course it could almost be another minute right right yeah it's crazy because i mean that you know, at, like as a fractal that scales up to everyday life, yeah. especially when you're trying to be super efficient, like yeah. um, trying to balance different interests, maybe mm-hmm. like you got, you have your own training, you have the marketing aspect of you, you have the marketing aspect of the gym and then you have the gym. Yep. And like, uh, I'm sure you notice that in like just everyday life too. You, those little breaks yeah. add up <laughs> and all of a sudden it's five o'clock and you're like, well, I still have three projects I wanted to get to. It's not enough time in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, so I don't know if I'm doing a good job communicating it, but, um, so many similarities to like your mindset and approaches, but they're always just like in a different field. Yeah. Like like your, uh, for you, it was like creatively expression using your, um, like physical environment. And for me, it was always like, uh, uh, well, I mean, Legos and stuff. Big Lego kid. Big Legos, big yeah. Lego Even yeah. like so, you you were like big into like videos. Did you do that like growing up or not so much? Once I hit middle school, middle school, and that's like I feel like pretty typical. That was kind of mm-hmm. like when we like my parents had this camcorder. We'd make these home videos. Yep, but once same, like yeah. middle school, you actually had like some editing equipment. Like yeah. I think middle school is when I first got like I got like Pinnacle Studio and it was like a video editing software. Yep. 
and that was just like that was something i really enjoyed growing up too yeah just like creating that stuff like yeah. we just made these stupid yeah we home videos did you ever awesome. watch like uh vh1 or any of those like kind of alternative kind of channels not a ton okay so but i i mean i'm familiar with it so. yeah it's almost like it's almost there was there was one called fuse and like there was always this guy just doing random stuff like extreme pogo sticking or like okay. extreme <laughs> this or that and like um me and my friend who i used to skate with we would do like anything we could just to make like a different video but yeah. um but yeah i so um <laughs> hardest working in the gym when you said you and your brothers weren't the best but you were the hardest working in the gym yeah. that was always me too because like um mm. my parents didn't sign me up for like the traveling leagues and stuff yeah. in the off season yeah. so i always ended up in like the main rec thing that everybody else did yeah um so i was always coming from like nine months of not doing whatever yeah. that thing was you know uh and i noticed like a pattern in my life was like every single year of my life was like I was always most improved because I always started like low self-concept. Like I haven't done this in forever. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. do I even do this? And I ended like solid, but th it was like the same. So you had to climb when uh, these other kids, they were just kind of on their plateau. Essentially. Right. Right. But I'm honestly like, that's, that's rewarding. Yeah. That's so super rewarding. Exactly. And like, that's why I think it's interesting. Like, uh, like where you'll take things because that's your background yeah. is like so much further than someone who, had the talent and like um didn't have the the push you yeah, need the push yeah. you know um and it, I, i've been thinking about that recently actually that most improved so it's like now that i've been doing something for like three years consistently mm -hmm. it's like because that most improved is essentially like a yeah. like an exponential so it's like if you're applying that to something all the time and you have that that model and drive it's like I know I'm going to get where I want, you yeah. know, so yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Um, it's awesome I can tell you have that, that in you as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that really, you know, allows us to go in and, and create our vision, you know, mm -hmm. push towards it. So exactly. It's vision. important. You got to visualize it. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so <laughs> something kind of cool when I think about warrior jungle and what it is, I think back to, um, wrestling weirdly enough like okay. as a kid yeah uh and there is this w interesting thing that's like it's community this interesting thing that's called community there's when you have 50 kids in a room all learning the same thing yeah and i feel like northeast wisconsin i think there are communities that are very family focused around, all around the country and i think we're we're our whole region of that yeah um have you noticed that in like the adoption of essentially people bringing their kids in to yeah to learn this stuff i mean it's it's been pretty awesome to just see everybody's reaction towards the gym you know and most people coming in they're super grateful that you know we were able to start something up like this and they're like man like a lot of these parents are coming in like oh, i wish we had something like this when we were kids you know mm -hmm. just giving them the opportunity but th you know their kids are going to have a chance to really just I feel like in this day and age, it's really easy for kids and, and parents to have their kids, um, not to say to hold them back a little bit, but a lot of kids don't get to really explore what their bodies can do, you know, mm -hmm. as far as like physical activity. Like most everybody could learn how to flip, they could learn how to swing through the air, but they never did it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's just about building that, that confidence and that comfortability and yep. putting yourself in these situations to, you know, climb a little bit higher, you know? Yeah. Test, you, you know, you don't have to like take down your fear, but push your fear a little bit. Right. And then if you don't do that, that's when a lot of these, you know, different fears like build up. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where you have like, you know, people that are, you know, you know, 20 some years old now. And they're always like, oh, I always never did a flip, you know, growing up. And I, just, I don't think I could do it, you know, just, mm-hmm. and I think if you get kids, you know, opening to, you know, trying this stuff and learning what their bodies can do at a younger age, then you're going to negate, you know, a lot of these things that are holding people back. Mm-hmm. You know, and it older. applies, it applies in uh, people's regular lives too, just in terms of health and yeah. like maybe some more people find purpose in the world through it and like that's the more of that we can do the better yeah absolutely um it's cool though like between that to me in the physical front it's like um the warrior stuff and like the ufc are both like art yeah we're like the traditional sports that like i mean are still awesome and it's still cool to see like excellence in the nfl nba mlb but um but these new sports that are on the rise that like there's an art to it which really like makes it yeah i don't know there's UFC, something about i it. mean specifically that it, i mean it's crazy like all these different styles and all these different aspects to it and so actually my brothers are getting pretty like watching a lot of ufc now mm. and they're they're rolling around they're mm-hmm. practicing like these different forms they'll do it at the gym at warrior yep. jungle <laughs> we yeah. have some free time so it's funny to and they're t- i mean i have a lot of other stuff to focus on right i watch them i'll roll around with them a little bit i don't really know what i'm doing mm-hmm. but just to see them and like you know they're where their focus is taking them within that realm is pretty cool to yeah see. right, right so respect for it yeah what we were talking about before we went live uh is like you have you have the gym and you have your training but like as both of those things yeah. develop over time and you have more free time, I, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if like you end up falling into something like that, yeah. you know? So I, would, I just so. want to go over one thing too, is just like Warrior Jungle is a gym, you know, specifically for like obstacle training, right? Whether that's OCR, Ninja Warrior, we do have some rock climbing, but like our crew, like we'll do our hard training, but like we'll make time spike ball in the gym mm. we'll set it up i mean in our backyard course before we had the gym after each practice we had a volleyball net set up in the yard too so we nice. would start the practice with volleyball and the practice with volleyball so we're nice. i mean we're constantly doing other stuff too mm-hmm. and that's just a big part of it is you see some of these athletes i mean it's good to have the focus and the drive but sometimes that tunnel vision can really just hold you back in certain certain areas you know so it's good to be you know open to exploring and yeah. doing other things and just you know being well versed and having fun that's I mean, the that's the exact message of that psycho cybernetics yeah. yeah i would say you should read it but at the same time like your mentality is already there well, um yeah. i'm always open for reading materials so. yeah for sure it's cool it would help i would recommend it okay yeah we should co-host a spike ball tournament yeah because <laughs> pretty big spike ball fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We usually like the crew we're going to go to the Dells with tomorrow. Okay. We usually get some games rolling. I don't think we're going to have a yard to do it this this time, but Gotcha. That's yeah. fun. It's it fun. is it's fun. Intense. It yeah. can, and but there is like the and it's the lack of parameters. You always need some parameters cuz yeah. that's where the like that's where things bend, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. Um 
but yeah it's it's fun i love the open concept yeah because you can freestyle stuff mm -hmm. you know um yeah it's creative yeah like yeah. fake outs and stuff yeah i, I mean there's like so much to be done and when you yeah. like string these moves together or you like you just you make these it feels so good to make these incredible hits yeah right. even if like you know a lot of them are lucky mm -hmm. a lot of them are like oh okay you know i can do this but it's it's super cool even right. even like not only yourself but to see like other people like it's just you get pumped you know yeah <laughs> i almost somewhat uh like because essentially like what you're like what you're doing with the warrior stuff is, is like approaching mastery and like um what i'm trying to do it's like a craft yeah. what i'm trying to do i guess with um with video production is like approach some mastery or start on the path of it at least yeah um i almost wonder how much of it is luck because like <laughs> it starts as luck yeah. and then like that becomes like the mental side of the game yeah. you know i almost I played mini golf the other day. Okay. This is where this is coming from. Okay. And I really thought about like how someone could like chip shot out of like a sand trap into the hole. Oh yeah. It's like, that is like, just <laughs> like, you're literally going off a feeling. You're like, this is what it, like, this is what it feels like to have a good chip shot. And this is what it feels like to have one of those like crazy lucky moments. Yeah. And it's like, if you can combine those two things, like, with your fundamentals you know it's not like you literally were like this millimeter that that angle go you know what i mean i mean golf is such a good example of that it I is mean, golf is incredible yeah it because it is so pool too i feel like yeah. would be, because they're both so angular yeah. you know they're yeah. slightly geometric but they're also like completely you know you can't you can't measure all the variables yeah. is the point i guess yeah but um yeah, I don't know. Mastery is cool as fuck. So <laughs> we definitely have a yeah. sound appreciation for it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So I did have, I think I had another question. Right. Um, I'm struggling to find it. <laughs> What's a misconception about the show? About uh, being on misconception it. Misconception of the show. Um, I, I can just go over some things that people don't necessarily realize. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's, you know, we talked about this, but they don't realize that we're competing late into the night. Mm -hmm. Most of the times that I've rained on the show, it's been like four in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, the adrenaline kicks in, but you're just like, you're dragging butt at that point. <laughs> you're yeah. just like, get me on this course. I just want to go. Right. Um, another thing too is like people, a lot of people don't understand that we don't, you know, get to practice on these obstacles. Like we go through rules, like um, the course um, producer, you know, it takes all the athletes through the course. Like, this is the first obstacle. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. We get to see these obstacles, and then that's it. You don't get to touch them. But once you, you know, go in with the producer and see the course, that's when you can start visualizing. Mm -hmm. So you only have, like, the people that run earliest, they get maybe get, like, 30 minutes to visualize. Wow. But otherwise, you know, being able to run a little bit later, you don't want to be, like, the last person to go because then it's, like, 6 in the morning. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, having that time to visualize is good. It's just so we don't have the practice on these obstacles, which some people think we do. Um, we're going late into the night, and the production makes it seem like, you know, we did a qualifying round, and then weeks later we did the city finals. So it was like city qualifiers, and then weeks later it's city finals, when in reality it's like the night after. Wow. 
So they make it seem like, oh, yeah, he went back and he trained super hard to like get yeah. better at this obstacle. When in reality, Did a press this run. person just <laughs> went to bed, they visualized a little bit more in that obstacle and, you know, that's crazy. a little bit better. It's interesting how like how those things are organized, yeah. like a show. Because at the end of the day, it takes a lot of people. To, it does take a lot of people. You know, it's cool. There's some cool people involved. Like I've met like the producers, like the casting producers, are always super fun to be around. Mm -hmm. um, the ninjas in general. Like I've qualified for Vegas finals uh, the past two seasons that I've been on the show, and that's just like whole another like the city qualifiers and city finals are fun. Like you go out there, you compete, you can win a little bit of cash if you do well. You can qualify for Vegas. But Vegas is a whole nother beast. You're there for a week. You're in the same hotel with all these other ninjas that qualified. Mm. Like everybody's just together and experiencing it. And that's something that's really cool. I would say the coolest Ninja Warrior opportunity that I had was um, it was Team Ninja Warrior, Ninja versus Ninja. Mm. And I was actually a team captain, mm -hmm. the Wisco Warriors. Uh, my buddy Andrew was on that team. And then Sarah, um, her next last name is pronounced like Hessen, but people on the show say Heeson. Mm. Um, she was on our team, but well, she she's cares. from Minnesota. She was on the Wisco Warriors. She got over it, but it was just that aspect of going head to head and spending, you know, an entire week with these ninjas in a hotel and yeah. just like really, really cool opportunity um, to just be involved with a different type of ninja, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I was so fortunate to be a part of. And I wasn't even originally supposed to be there. Like, Wisco Warriors was a last-minute addition because the team dropped out due to injury. Okay. So somebody put in the good word for me that's to one awesome. of the producers and, like, called me up. Like, hey, like, we're going to be – I think we had, like, a two-week notice. So it ha wow. all happened really fast. All these other teams, they had, like, a month and a half. Right. They're like, okay, got to get our stuff together, get yeah. some shirts made. Let's go. And it was, it was a blast. That's cool. Super fun. Meant to be. Seems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, sweet. I think uh, I think you have a cool story. I think you have a cool future ahead of you, too. So. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, how can people find more about Warrior Jungle? Yeah. Um, What's your address? Basically, I mean, we have a website. We're on Facebook, Instagram. It's something really cool um, that we're going to start offering here next week. I'm doing a little plug. That's okay. Mm -hmm. um, one of my coaches, he does like video production too, a little bit. And a series that we did back on our backyard course was called, we were like the Wisco Warriors. It was like kind of like our group thing that we did. Like a video series? Yeah, like a video series. So we're going to start that back up next week. So we'll nice. have this like YouTube series. It'll be, you know, videos of like the workouts that we're doing. We'll do, you know, athlete spotlights. We're going to be doing tutorials. Mm -hmm. Mostly just, uh, you know, people are interested and we really want to do it for like the kids in our program because mm -hmm. you know we're with them and we're training them but they don't get to see what you know we're doing they don't mm -hmm. really get to see you know um kind of like what to strive for within the gym and what can actually you know be done and right. i think it'll be a really cool aspect we're gonna have a lot of fun with it yeah. i'm really excited just to be able to do this series with you know all my buddies all our that'd friends. be cool yeah. you have to put it on tiktok for the young kids <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and actually one of my uh it's my friend andrew who he's he's come up a few times he um, he actually like got quite a big following on TikTok. Really? <laughs> he started it back in September and it just kind of like took off. I think it slowed down now, but he's got like, like tens maybe, of thousands maybe like 20,000 followers on nice. TikTok. Was and he doing warrior stuff? Or? Yeah, just ninja stuff nice. for the most part. And just nice. for some reason it took off. And there aren't, I mean, back when he started, there weren't a whole lot of ninjas on TikTok. I know Ethan Swanson was on there. There might've been a few others, but he was kind of like the next yeah. person to get on there. But 
Yeah, TikTok, I guess. Land grab. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when there's no one else on there. Yeah. That's cool. Um, cool. So is there? do you guys have a channel that you know it'll be posted on? Yeah, so it's actually uh, it's just called Wisco Warriors um, YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so we'll be posting on there. Sweet, that'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully and every week. Yeah, <laughs> and stay tuned for our uh, yeah. joint spike ball tournament too. So. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> we'll figure out. Where we'll, I mean, we'd host that Warrior Jungle if you guys want. That's to do what it, I'm saying. Yeah. It's easy. We'll just promote and <laughs> we'll show up. <laughs> cool. We actually went to a tourney at UW Oshkosh. Yeah. Um, my capstone class was with um, one of the guys put together a uh, fundraiser for. Uh, for some some cause and okay. it was 50 50 the winners of the tournament of the spike ball tournament oh, nice. got half yeah and the other half went to this cause gotcha and uh me and him went we thought we were gonna be good and this kid was on like the volleyball team like uh-huh. heavily involved so it was all volleyball players and then his girlfriend and her friend and then me and my brother nice. <laughs> and we got slammed dude they killed us uh we played in a gym just like a hard floor gym uh, okay and they could spike it across like we had never seen that length like they could spike it across the gym really it's like there's this i don't know if you've ever played to that level not not like that level yeah so we'd have more fun probably playing with you guys i mean it'd be be more like tricky stuff close up and i mean um, we don't we don't have like a ton of space and it's kind of cool where we set it up like I mean, there's a little, there's stuff hanging up in the ceiling. So if you do hit it high enough, I mean, there's a little bit of like, you know, bounce off and you got to mm-hmm. kind of like play around Adjust. that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, you know, tricky stuff. Right. Try working on that. I like that. Like I'm good at that. I'm not good at, well, there's just a certain point where you just can't sprint that. You can't anticipate that and play the short ball. Like, yeah, you know, it's hard. anyway, so show up to our tourney. No, <laughs> That'd be cool. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sweet. So do you guys play Pokemon Go? That's the question of the day. And are you excited for the next community day, which is? November 16th, I think. November 16th. Saturday. We think. Check it out. (laughs) Jukanop. Warrior Jungle. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 